Episode three, uh, titled "The Gamble" of that oh so wonderful show, The OC. Yeah, and so this is this is a good one. Uh, Ryan is <laughs> what's a good one? Like all of the other ones, which is what we constantly say. Like we're like trying to reaffirm. Yeah. It like, come on, guys! No, this show's really good. You gotta watch it, or they'll cancel it. <laughs> Too bad it is 13 years later. Terrible news. But no, I would. Um, I think what you're. It is a. It is a good one. But yeah, I think the stakes. It's a strong third F. <laughs> oh my gosh. The stakes are. I, I would argue the highest they've been. Personally. Yeah. Which it keeps escalating, which is another sign of a good television show. God, we need to stop watching garbage. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think we watch so much terrible TV that when we like get to talk about things we love that are like actually good, it's like they they followed story structure. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is amazing. It's like I feel like I'm watching. We're watching vinyl, and that's that's painful. Did you see uh, the show? They're getting a new showrunner. Oh, thank God! <laughs> because. Uh, Martin Scorsese is... Well, Martin is not the showrunner. It's whoever the... Oh, he's an EP? Yeah, I think he's just an EP. Yeah, because Neil McJagger was an EP. I thought maybe there was like... No, I think they're both EPs. Okay, okay. you know what? We can discuss this on a final podcast. <laughs> this is our... Bo- <laughs> Guys, we which, get so sidetracked. Which, if we did a final podcast, it would be only us talking about Olivia Wilde and Baby Jagger. Like, that yeah, is... <laughs> no, it would, it, that would be And it. occasionally how horrifying we find Ray Romano's storylines. <laughs> oh my god! Like, it just bums me out. Like, the fact that I watched Ray Romano have a threesome, like, I can't watch Ice Age again. <laughs> like, that's so gross to me. And like, Oh, I don't know. Like, it's just the most unnatural, like, situation. And, like, I love Bobby Cannavale. Like, but, I don't know. Like, he just needs to murder suicide someone already. Like, Is it Cannavale or Cannavale? I don't know. I've heard it both ways. Oh, okay. So, we'll see. I don't know. If anyone has any insight into that, <laughs> drop, drop it on Twitter. That would be great. But, um, anyway, so, episode three, um, we revisit the, the $100,000 loan. Are talking about OC again or vinyl? Yeah, we're not. I'm talking about episode three We're going back, we're going back 
to the OC. Okay. You know what this podcast I'll, is about. Well, let me just start making some podcasts. You know what I watched this week? Do many- I watched five seasons of Archer. That's a true story. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm catching up on the tutors. Relevant television watching. Oh man. So anyway, episode three of the of OC. The OC. So we revisit uh, the hundred thousand dollar loan that comes to a head because Joshua tells uh, his wife Julie, Julie Keeper, bitch of a wife. <laughs> She's such a cunt. Like, oh god, I really like. I just fucking hate her. Just straight up. I just like. She's so annoying, and like just looking at her face bums me. Um, right. So then that there's casino night. Uh, mm-hmm. but the the biggest part of this episode is that uh, Kirsten and Sandy have hired someone to track down Ryan's mother, and they find her, and Sandy goes to talk to her and brings her home too. Yeah, and like, <laughs> let me just say that her eyeshadow. In that first seat, in when the laundromat, it's like match. It's awful lilac eyeshadow that like perfectly matches her shirt, and that's super upsetting. She is wearing shiny it's pastel eyeshadow the entire show. Like yeah. it changes colors, but that's what she's wearing. Yeah, it's just like thirteen year old girl. Yeah, it's so oh god, like. It just doesn't need to be coordinated to that degree. Yeah, matching your. I, I mean, like, I'll 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 borrow hues, but I I, I think yeah, I try you to don't avoid do an exact. Yeah, you know, you don't want to do an exact because that's just a little on the nose. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Sandy brings her home. The crunchy hair. Do you remember? Oh, that crunch. Ugh. Yeah. No, her hair looked soups crunch. Soups crunchy. Soups. Soups crunch. But uh, brings her home for, like, the most awkward dinner. Yeah, like, and they had it in a formal dining room with, like, the servant serving them. <laughs> Which is, like, we hadn't seen any of that previous. So it's like, oh, we have a guest that we need to, like, fucking show off. You can put it on plates and she'd be like, wow, these people are high living. And I, I just like that she has no idea of, like, what's socially acceptable to discuss at dinner. Oh, yeah. Because she straight up is just like, well, my ex-boyfriend abused me and Ryan, and, and I just had to let him go. And Ryan's like, can we not do this here? Yeah, and, like, he brought cocaine into the house, <laughs> and, like, she drinks too much, but she hasn't had a drink in a week, which is not confidence-inspired. Like, like, oh, I've changed. I haven't had anything to drink since last week, and it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it, you know, and it's like, just a lot of questions. Yeah, and so she manages, uh, she and Ryan have like a mini confrontation, and she manages to briefly win him over. Like, he's not 100% convinced, but he's willing to give her yeah, a shot. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it is that is because he's just sort of, like, just desperate. It's just a really, like, sad, desperate thing about, like, like, commentary about kids with, like, fucked up parents. Yeah. You just always give them another shot. Right. It, he just so desperately wants her to love, like, be the mom that a, he needs. Yeah, like a family, and 
Because, yeah, because, okay, so he was in jail, but uh, Kirsten sprung him. Oh, that's right. That happened, too. Because, at the beginning. This uh, is a long episode. This, was, this So much happened. Uh, but, yeah, Kirsten sprung him because he was defending her honor in jail. Yeah. And she couldn't leave him there. And, Which is, okay. hold on, wait. Before we go away from that, I just want to say, speaking of, like, typecasting, so in jail, um... Francis Capra is his, the guy who beats up Brian, and he plays Weevil on Veronica Mars, and he played the same kind of leader of a motorcycle gang, Judy. I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's really exciting to see. Really, yeah. People. Excited for you. Yeah, I love relative Frank Capra being typecast. <laughs> okay, not that part, but like the. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, that's technically what you are excited for. I'm no, I'm excited that he was in another show. Okay, I love Veronica Mars. Bite me. I know you do. It's not a very watchable show. Yes, it is. Shut up. I've got to like episode four. That's just because I don't make you watch it. Yeah. Just... Anyway, what yeah. were you gonna say? I don't fucking know. I need to think this far ahead. Uh, yeah, no, but it's, yeah, Kirsten, because, like, Kirsten has a weakness, because she, like, on, it's, okay, it's, like, her relationship with Ryan, especially in the beginning, is, like, super strange, because she, like, doesn't want him there at all, but she also, like, can't find it in her heart to turn him away. Right. She's worried, because her, her number one priority is always Seth. She is very much, like, chicka, 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 that's a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. She is very much a, a helicopter mom. Like, Seth is her, her only son, her priority. She wants, she very much wants to be, like, a good, perfect mother type of thing. Yeah. And so, Seth, if it, it, it seemed to her that, like, by hanging out with Ryan, that something bad could happen to Seth, and that, I think, was, like, her number one, like, Mm-hmm. do not want and um but no like I, I I really love how Kirsten and Ryan's relationship grows in this episode yeah cause it's like you know Ryan protects her and then like shows interest in her business right they have that common bonding like we learned that um uh, Ryan worked we kind of learned that in an earlier episode that like Ryan works construction during the summers and he's really into it and at, at one point he wanted to be an architect and a great, I think, line in this episode is when, you know, he tells Kirsten that he's like, oh, I, I, I used to want to be an architect. And she goes, oh, well, what do you want to be now? And he just says, you know, 17. And she goes, oh, me too. And it's kind of like a bonding at just like that idea of just being 17, just yeah. being able to live your life and, and not really have too many responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to be 17, but only for the dancing queen because like that okay so that this is terrifying insights into how my brain works that's what a lot of the time I spent being 17 I was like I'm the age of the dancing queen I was like but I'm not dancing near enough I'm just wasting this away oh that was very upsetting that was a weird weird insight into the way 17 is just a weird age I was a junior in high school and I just don't feel like I, I don't feel like, as a junior in high school, I was very adult at all, and 17 seems like almost an adult. Yeah, like, you're real close. So I just, it's, 
a, a little bit of a disconnect for me. Like, being 17, I think I was still just being a child. Like, I think... Yeah. I, I don't think I really had teenage years. I think I just went from being, like, a preteen to, like, a 20-something mess. Yeah. I, I mean, I did, I did some weird, immature teenage shit, for sure. I skipped a lot of class. Like, a ton of classes. To the to the point that, like, I, I really... The fact that I graduated high school on time and like with a decent GPA is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> like I was not for the last like 2 months of junior year I did not show up. I was just hanging out doing hood rat things with my friends. <laughs> I love when people put those shirts on babies. Where they're yeah. just like like tiny little like two-year-old girls with like blonde curls and they're wearing like oversized shirts that say I like doing hood rat things with my friends. Is that cultural appropriation? Probably. Oh. It's probably not cool. Alright. There's a level of irony that's not really alright, but that's (laughs) alright. So yeah, uh, Ryan's mom ends up spending the night um, and they go for they spend some time together the next day, and then it's uh, Julie Cooper is part of what are they called the the Newsies? Oh, that's what Sandy calls them. Like I don't know, but they're just a group of women who are friends but hate each other. <laughs> Which is like th- that's a thing that like I as like a kid I like really didn't want to like grow up in, like, the world of, like, women because of that. Because, like, that's how a lot of female relationships are portrayed. Right. Like, oh, I have to hang out with all of these people, but I hate them, and we constantly shit talk, like, around each other's backs. Right, and I I, I agree with you. It's like a really I toxic think, representation of femininity. I think, and I, I think so, too, and I, I, I hope we're moving away from that, but at the same time, I don't feel like I have a lot of examples. Like, the only example of, like, a true, wonderful environment for women friendships is Parks and Recreation, for me. Parks and Rec, Broad City's really Oh, good. of course, yeah. yeah. Broad City, um... I'm just saying, like, more than two people. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Well... I mean, there's there's more. I just yeah, but it does say something that we don't have it them does readily. Say we're just sitting here and we're like, God, what are shows about women who like each other? Grey's Anatomy. Yes, uh, I would argue there's some infighting there, but for the most part, there's, yes. But there's not like constantly like people being bitches. About That's each true. Other. It's it's all mostly about the. The competition is about being doctors, not so much about, like, being women doctors. Yeah, it's not, like, there's a lot I'll, more... I'll give you Grace. I'll give you Grace. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I just haven't watched that recently, because, Oh, no. I mean, that <laughs> just turned into a disaster. I saw Clint McSteamy died. Ugh. Because that, I mean, that's what everyone should have. What, what, what are you doing? I'm trying to think... Yeah, I'm really, this is really bothering me. They're just like positive female relationships. Uh, 
God, TV's bleep. <laughs> we'll we'll come back. This is making me really, really upset. Yeah. Well, let's just go back to the OC, and, and if we think of other ones, we can tweet the match all later, or do like a mini episode of... <laughs> a mini episode of Restore Faith in Humanity. Uh, but yeah, so basically, yeah, they're, they're putting on a charity event. We, I don't think we hear what charity it is. They just... No, they do a lot of things for charity. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like the DAR in Gilmore Girls. Like, Emily is part of the, the DAR. They just do events. So it's like yeah. the, the Newport version of that. And, um, so Ryan's mom ends up coming. And of course, Luke is there and Marissa and just everybody's at this party. Mm-hmm social event, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and, like, uh, Ryan's mom is, like, counting cards. It's, I'm curious, will you look up and see who the actress is? Because I feel like she was on the soap. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it, she's, like, counting cards again, and it's, like, it's all for charity. Like, d- does she get that she's not going to get to take that money home? I feel like that's sort of vague. Yeah, I don't think she did. Because at first I was confused about that, but then... Once you realize that the kids are playing, you, there's no way the money's... There's no, it's not, like, real money. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you can card count and shit, but, like, you know, like, whatever. It's just for sport of it. Which, you know, like, whatever. More power to you. She was on an episode of Fame. An episode of Knight Rider. Okay. Episode of The A-Team. Um... Four episodes of Falcon Crest. Okay. Um. She sort of looks and sounds a little familiar to me, so I'm like, like Falcon Crest makes a little bit of sense. Four yeah. episodes isn't like super. It's in a lot. Um. But. Three episodes of Murder She Wrote. No, I didn't either. I don't know. I, Angela Lansbury and I have an interesting relationship. She, I mean, she has been, like, incredibly old for, like, 50 years now. She's on five episodes of JAG. Oh, that might be it. Is that it? That, that might, be, might it. be it. Yeah. That's the most she has. Yeah, it's probably JAG. That was definitely a show my mother adored. I feel like oh, all yeah. mothers adore mothers Jack. Mothers love Jack. <laughs> That's just a fact. <laughs> like, that's how I, like, I know a lot about that show because of my mom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they will be like, oh, I like this person. This person on, like, this show. I'm like, mom, why do you watch that show? Well, they used to be in Jack. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um. I really like in this episode, though, how Ryan... Ryan is so sensitive. He's just... He's my little lost puppy. Um, and I love yeah. how he realizes that... He and Marissa kind of talk for a second. And he realizes that she what she wants at the moment is to go back to Luke. Because she's hurt by what he said the other night. Yeah. And she's confused. So he takes one for the team. So he like, tries to facilitate that. Which I think is like, which is like sort of speaks to it like that like Ryan will just like say whatever to make other people happy. Yeah. Which is like something that he should probably talk to a therapist <laughs> about, about, you know, it comes from an abusive environment. Well, for sure, yeah. Has, you, you know, just stuff like that. But 
Yeah, like, even Luke, he's like, no, I'm gonna make Luke happy. Yeah. Like, Cause he, it's just an, an interesting... Yeah, he chooses to tell Luke that Marissa chose Luke, not Ryan. That it wasn't that they were from different worlds or wh- whatever they actually decided was the reason they weren't gonna be together. It was because... Um, yeah, it was Which because... Which isn't true because, like, Ryan is the one who drove Marissa away. So, yeah. he just legitimately is just playing peacekeeper and... Yeah, he just wants to, like, live his life. And then, poor Ryan, poor baby, he does all of this nice thing and... Nice things. And, like, karma cannot give him a break. His mother gets drunk and makes a scene. Yeah, I mean, I would say that his form of karma giving him a break is... He lives in that goddamn pool house, which is amazing. <laughs> right, well, but up until this point, that had been temporary. He hadn't, it, it could have all been taken away from him mm-hmm. at any moment. But they take his drunk mom home, and in the morning, while he's still asleep, she decides to bolt. She yeah. gives up, and she pieces out, and Ju- uh, not Julia, Kristen, Kirsten catches her. And they kind of have a converse, a mother-to-mother conversation. And uh, that's when Kirsten just makes the decision that... Yeah, we, we need to keep Ryan. We're, we're keeping the puppy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, he, we tried to place it. It's not working. He's staying. And the best is... Actually, I don't know. I don't know what's better. Seth's face when he finds out Ryan's staying or Ryan's face when Ryan I finds out he's staying. Ryan's face and he's like, He's just like so smiley and he desperately wants to hug them, but they're not huggers yet. So yeah, it's like they're not at that they're not at that point. But but Seth is just like, oh, okay, let's go talk about this. Like it's such like a six year old, like, we have to go to another room and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like we gotta go talk. We have to make plans. <laughs> let's build a fort and get bunk beds and then we'll have all this space for activities. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, but it's, yeah, and it's, they're just all the parties, and then, because Cotillion is hinted at, and which yeah. is coming next, and it just, it's foreshadowed. Like, that would just be the most exhausting life ever. To have to go to a bunch of parties? Yeah, to have to, like, do that, and, like, hang out with these just bitchy people. Yeah. Because you gotta, if you have to be in the same room as Julie Cooper multiple times in a month, yeah. oh, I would kill myself. Straight up, like, and for someone who just got a loan of a hundred thousand dollars to be able to like keep her kid's pony, she's such a bitch. She really is. And like, I get that it puts her in an uncomfortable position, and like, there's history between like her husband and Kristen. But still, here's the thing. I think that she knows that Jimmy doesn't really love her, and she resents it, which I mean makes sense. Like, I'm not saying that <laughs> it doesn't. But yeah, like, I don't know, and it was, like, super fucked up. I think she picked up on the fact that Sandy didn't know. Right. And, like, ran with it, and, like, that's messed up. Like, you don't need to, like, fuck with other people's lives. Yeah. Like that. Just be mad at your husband and leave poor Sanford out of it. You know what I have to say that I really appreciate, because I think, again, it's something that's not super common in television, is that people here, like, don't really hold on to things. They kind of take responsibility like like at the beginning of, uh, of the episode when Marissa when Ryan like apo- he's like goes to Marissa and is like I feel like I've messed up your life like since I got here and she's like 
it's not all your, you know what I mean? Like, she wasn't like, yeah, you suck. She's like, yeah. no, it's not all your fault. Like, she kind of took responsibility. And then, again, Sandy and Kirsten do have a, a confrontation about the money. And, and he does kind of say what we talked about last episode, where it's it's not so much the amount of money. Mm-hmm. Is that just that it wasn't discussed? Yeah, that, just that it was know. a lot of money to not tell him about. Which is, like, completely true and valid. Yeah, and uh, but still, even that, it wasn't something that, like... He held, you know what I mean? Like, they had the conversation, and then... Yeah. It was, like, resolved. Like, Kirsten apologized, and they know that, like, moving forward... Exactly. And they, they got over it, because they have a good marriage. They good do. TV marriage. It's a good show. A good... It is a good Great show. Great Great episode. Up. And it's just nice that... I like that so quickly into the season, we know that Ryan's staying with him. Like, yeah, it's kind of been not, agreed. Like, there's a lot of pressure there, which is nice. And we got a little more summer tonight. So yeah. Not knowing. <laughs> That's the name, but Seth's still keeping name. him close all night long. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I can't wait till we have her. <laughs> I just love her. I know. I do too. And I just, I really love it. I just love her and her rage blackout so much. <laughs> I identify with that on a spiritual level. All right, well, uh, if you want to, if there's something we missed or you want to add or you want to talk, have us talk about next time, uh, you can always tweet at us. I'm at Jameson Hudson. And I am at Walla Caitlin. And this has been, oh, see you later. Yeah, see you later. All right, bye guys.